Life is like a podcast written by idiots, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. That quote comes from Macbeth, where even Shakespeare knew the podcast would be terrible in the future. Hi, my name is Christopher Galanti, and this is Galanti and Chill, Macbeth edition! Ooh! I'm joined here by Stephen O'Teary. Hello! Devin Kopeck. Hi! And Jonathan Suarez. Hello! So, fellas, I watched a very depressing play six times. <laughs> like, mm. Jesus Christ. Six times in a row. Damn, you did six of them? Yeah, I did. Um, this was hard. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, you basically watched the same movie six times. Right. So, um, And I was smart about it because I didn't watch them back to back like I, I usually do with this. I spaced it out. I, I went in with fresh eyes for each one. I gave them about a week's birth in yeah. between. And uh, I was able to take away a lot. Now, I memorize this play pretty much backwards and forwards. So mm. there's something in that. But like, um, yeah, it's it was it was tougher than most of these challenges, because at least with the Ernest movies, hey, it's a new plot. It's the next one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that direct uh, comparison. I'm just saying it's like a new, totally new plot. He's Ernest changing it up a bit. Oh, but no. here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, to quote Shakespeare, you can only be young once, but you can always be immature. <laughs> and, you know, I thought, wait, another Shakespeare quote. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> I mean, it is true. The, sh- the tragedy of uh, Ernest. 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 The tragedy of Ernest. You never say which Ernest you're playing because that's bad luck. No, because there's three witches. Yeah, there's three and then witches. Lady Ernest. She's a bitch. <laughs> well, um, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie too. like uh, the majority of these movies are fucking masterpieces, too. Um, that's the other thing. Like, it was I mean, there's a reason, right? Why so many people want to do their version of it. Because it's an easy layup, easy layup. That's what we call a bunny, Steve, in the basketball world. That's a bunny. That's a bunny. That's somewhat true. And it is very easily translated to 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 movie, though. To movies. Yes, I agree. I agree. That's the thing. The the thing about Macbeth, the the play, which I found out while doing a little research for this, um, it's actually unfinished. Is one of the the unfinished plays of Shakespeare? Are you fucking he, kidding me? Yeah, he so many movies. How does he so not popular? And he not dies done? at the end. That's. I mean, what what is more? What is there? Well, there's no, a there's supposed to be a big fight scene. They kill Thanos. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a thing. Um, there's <sighs> there's a lot of theorists that think that there was a funeral for a child in the beginning of the play. Or oh, is that supposed to be Macbeth's kid that yes. he killed? That he that it was either still oh. burn, still born, or was still murdered. Burn. Murdered, yeah, still depending burn. on depending on what director you ask. Um and uh there might have been also another scene of Lady Macbeth ha- getting pregnant again and losing that baby. Juicy. Um So they really so basically is maybe Billy Shakespeare's did like he edited his own play maybe and took out some stuff that well, well I, thought, I thought it was Shakespeare, or... and then the other guy who actually wrote the play, Christopher Marlowe. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, Marlowe right, finished right. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that, there's Kanye. I mean, Shakespeare in flesh. It's just one of the sad things of them not having all of the transcript pages 
when when they unearth. Well, that's what happens writing. when you don't write your own stuff. Well, maybe, maybe he got edited just... too. Maybe they're like Shakespeare. You can't start the tragedy with something sad. You gotta end with the sad. You gotta lean into the tragedy. They call me old bookend Shakespeare. <laughs> Dad, middle sad. You that's paint a I picture stuff. of a bunch of peasants looking at a dead baby coffin in a field. People don't want to look at your painting. Fucking. <laughs> Jean-Francois Millet, you paint some fucking people praying to a bunch of potatoes, they're in. Yeah, that's you know, awesome. I'm not so gonna there's the, I, I like there's the Shakespeare. So there's the lack of like, or not the lack, but like the the actual tragedy of not being able to to have a child or, you know, or whatever. whatever losing a child in, in Losing birth. a child. Like, did that yeah. play a, a bigger role in, like the theorists think that that plays a bigger role in Macbeth's like well I mean even if you if you watch this Lady Macbeth alludes to having a baby at her nipple how she would tear yeah, it from her nipple it. and slam its head on the ground yeah if it was in partnership with whatever pact right they were carrying through that's how committed she was um and it, she does bring up the fact that she was pregnant and lost a child when when she's mm. going crazy at the very end of the uh, the book or the play <clears throat> so that could either allude to a birth that she had during the play or a birth that she had before the play began. That's the way I, I perceive it. That's why it's interesting that, that, that is, huh. yeah. And you know, watching this six times, you start to just see that again and again and again, you're yeah. like, okay, mm-hmm. there's something there. There's something obviously. more here. And it makes sense too, why they're so cold and why power is like the only thing they think they have left in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I guess that they weren't they weren't able to fulfill it, right? You know, by the normal means. Exactly. Or, or the interesting the interesting thing about um, watching an interpretation of the same play uh, from multiple directors, actors, and just like kind of generationally and locationally, uh, it's interesting seeing everyone's takes on the material. Right, and it's also interesting hearing their 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 reasoning mm. you know like their their artistic choices in a sense that may reflect where they're from because i know kurosawa talked about how he thought Edo japan and scotland at that time were very close mm. in, in politics and culture just the way i was acted. i was talking to tim about this about throne of blood and i said like we both kind of agreed like feudal japan kind of fits the story a little bit better than that's somewhat true <laughs> like i don't know what it is it just it just feels like i mean and and, and tim you know said the, the the whole honor code thing you you kind of you kind of get you don't really there's really i don't i mean there's nothing i know about whatever century scotland that was but i don't really know anything about that but century, you know, I, think. I think it was 1972 <laughs> <laughs> but like everybody knows about you know samurai and honor and you know well did shakespeare well, that's I the don't thing. Shakespeare. Shakespeare was Steve. Yeah, yes. Steve, no. Steve, he apparently knew deep in depth facts about Italian politics to write Merchant of Venice. He knew uh, basically what happened between major royal figures in England. I, he knew a lot to write all these. And I don't want to say that it wasn't him doing it because that really it takes a lot of wind out of the sails of human beings and accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, why can't he just be a very knowledgeable, intelligent political person that knew this stuff? Right. Because, you know, 
he saw that movie where he fell in love. So. Yeah, we can't have any. We can't have anything that unless people are there to. Yeah, you know, bring it's, it down. You know what it's like. It's like when people talk about how aliens built the pyramids, and I'm like, "Fuck you!" Like people built that. Slaves fucking built that, and it, it was really hard. And it's an accomplishment. <laughs> like, nah, the predators made the made them build bullshit. Something. Yeah, the predators showed up, built it's, the pyramids. It's just like saying like we're we're not. There's no reason why they're at the top of the food chain. It's just luck. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, is that not what 2001: A Space Odyssey is? A little bit, a little bit. But Dude, like, we, we built planes. Come on, yeah. give us some credit. We figured out how to fucking. I mean, put did we though? In the air. I mean, we did. The aliens built, planes. or did did a, did a monolith <laughs> land from the sky and then we evolved Ooh, as a race? I didn't think of that, Chris. I changed my tune. <laughs> I mean, think about it that way. I mean, it's, it makes me. I have, I have genetic memory of throwing a, a bone in my arm and throwing it <laughs> through the sky. Okay, so this is interesting. So Shakespeare was kind of around during the Edo period. Was he really? That's so what he it's probably knew. Man, why did he just make one? Oh, because he, he knew. Because yeah, he didn't want to be guilty of cultural appropriation. <laughs> or he yeah. just, or he just didn't know. Well, or he just didn't care. Just didn't they didn't have the internet back then. Listen, That's I, true. from what they I've just learned, birds. they over, just had birds. From what I've learned over the course of years, like Shakespeare wrote plays that were bloody and tore royalty down because the common folk fucking loved that shit. You gotta, you gotta. Actually, no, Shakespeare didn't actually write these. He made a deal with Morpheus, uh, Dream <laughs> of the Endless. Oh, oh yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Figured it out. Matrix. Sorry. Like, <laughs> Took a blue no. pill. Oh, Morpheus from the Matrix. A red beard pill. That's the only Morpheus. So I you know what? It's the first one I think of. Sorry, John. Uh, so guys, I was wondering, uh, did you guys want to roll right into Macbeth, or did you want to talk about some things that you watched this week first? Maybe get I that basically going. only watched a few Macbeths. Oh, okay. He bethed um, it up. I bethed didn't. It up. Um, Days in the Beth. I have a question for Yo, you guys. What's up? Did anybody watch shows. the Cuphead show? No. Did it come out? It's been it out. Came out. Yeah, you guys are fake fans. What the fuck? I meant fake to fans. watch it, but yeah, I excuses, excuses. Is that on Netflix? It's too. It was too hard to watch. It was too hard. It was very. <laughs> There's only twenty FPS. Too hard. Yes, month has been. Couldn't get past the tutorial. This month has been chock full of stuff that I really liked. So it was hard. It's hard to. Get everything down. Something's gotta something's gotta break and Something apparently does. it's it's your it's your fake fandom of I mean I Ghost. wasn't a big fan of the game. I didn't yeah, beat it. Right? There we go. It's, now it's coming out. Oh it's, it's coming, coming out. out. It just looked cool. Come on. It, no, no, it does actually look really cool. That's awesome. I mean the animation I, I was actually like, oh man, it came great. out. You would think that it'd be I mean to, to be honest, I don't want I don't mean to be a, a Debbie Downer, but like you would think that the animation would look good. Because that's the the game. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I get you. That's why that deal. That would be really terrible if the animation looked like not as good as the game. Well, I kind of, the way I I looked at that show was, oh, I can, I can watch this instead of playing the game. There you go. Oh, that's kind of the way. Yeah. I I wonder if it follows the plot of the plot. Do they have the same music? They have the Mr. King Dice song? better just look like. I think, I mean, Mr. King Dice is in it and the devil are in it. Yeah. I don't. I mean, that's the thing. We're gonna have to check it out at least. Oh, there so. we go. Yeah, I have to watch that. But I to didn't... quote William Shakespeare: "Life is anything that dies when you stomp on it." All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's just to quote Shakespeare: up, "If you double jump, you can parry and attack." 
I mean, I've got I've got all of Shakespeare's greatest quotes right here. Uh, tri- Fishing finger, is boring. Try finger butthole. That's another Shakespeare. Try finger butthole. Try finger butthole. William Shakespeare. <laughs> God damn. I um, try, try jumping. I watched the TV show on Apple Plus. Oh, Apple what'd you watch? Plus? Severance. Apple TV. Apple TV. I watched Severance. Man, was it good? Because I kind of want to watch it. Well, I recommend it. You know, um, it's a it's a great concept. All right, yeah. say no more. I will cross <laughs> it off the list. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't like. It's hard for me to judge it right now because it's a mystery show, and I'm not. It, did you watch the whole thing or not? Well, yet? It's only like two episodes, right? Uh, so four, 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 four. Um, and yeah, I. It's still not. I want to wait till it finishes. I want to know what the mm-hmm. the end story is. If this is like a mini series or a TV show, I want to know. I want to get a whole season mm-hmm. down before I commit because. These shows have a tendency to really wane in interest for me. If it's not something juicy that I can jump on to next season, you know. Um, but I, I generally like the concept. I like the idea of uh, splitting your brain in half. Yeah, that. I mean, it's kind of like satirical in a way too, right? It's well, not how the world is or tries to be. At I'll, least I'll tell you what it's. It tells. It shows you every worst scenario you could think of a bat theory like the idea that you're basically your innie the one that's at work is is imprisoned there and can't leave and only has memories of work and like it is basically stuck there it can't go anywhere because the moment you leave the building you revert back to your other self and then you forget everything and you forget everything from work yeah so you, you you basically are imprisoning a part of your personality at work and that has repercussions you know uh, um but yeah i i overall i think um it takes that concept that we all thought about and talked about and makes it kind of a nightmare in a way um yeah i i like it thus far i do i don't love it i like it Burn it off the list. <laughs> Gone. Boom. Look at that. Uh, I got a few things I watched. I was uh, I was I was kind of I was feeling the keynote this week, and kind of in the last week, I, I did forget to mention a movie that I watched last week, um, which I guess tells you how how much I thought of it. But I did watch the Power of the Dog because uh, I was curious. That's the Channing Tatum one. No, that's that's dog. dog yeah. Um, <laughs> what is which, not to be confused with the Jet Li movie. Um, the difference. First of all, Tatum has a leash. They once they unleash him. He that Jet Li movie is called Unleashed, Devin. Okay, uh, I thought it was just called Dog. No, it's called Dog. Yeah, whatever. Wait, um, is, it, the- is this about that girl on YouTube or not YouTube Instagram who like pretends she's a dog? No, Devin? this oh, is the movie with Devin? Benedict okay. Cumberbatch where he's wow. a rancher no. and he's a big old jerk off to people. <laughs> um, and it cast real life married couple, um, Kristen. Oh my God, like Kristen Dunst and Kristen Dunst Kirsten Dunst Meth and, Damon. <laughs> and Meth Damon. Um, Wait, are, is Matt Damon married to Kirsten Dunst? No, 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 no. no, no. no. It's it's no, fat, uh, it's Fat Damon from Breaking Bad. Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> oh, okay. Jesse Plemons. Jesse, Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he got then, the girl. Uh, he got Cody, MJ. Cody Smith uh, McPhee plays uh, Kirsten Dunst, his son. Uh, basically, Jesse Plemons and Benedict Cumberbatch are filling George Bur- Burbank, and they're like ranchers, and they're kind of well-off ranchers, but. 
Benedict Cumberbatch is like this kind of hard nose. Everybody respects him while his brother's kind of like a he's not an idiot, but he's just like is not at all rancher material. Uh, but Phil and George have this strange relationship where Phil's just kind of like like George, like he's very protective and like obsessive with George. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the movie, a lot of what I read was like how bad of a like guy Phil Burbank is like Benedict. He's such he's the worst character. He plays the worst villain you've ever seen. And like, listen, he's not pleasant. He's actually quite awful, but it's I was kind of left uh, a little underwhelmed with like I thought he was going to be like really, really awful. And he's just like homophobic. Well, I heard somewhere and this is outside of his <laughs> and he's is, a dick to, you know, his his new sister-in-law. This is outside of his character. This is more what happened in the film that he mm-hmm. performs a castration on a bull. Sort. I mean, yeah, it's like a he's he's a rancher and he, it's not like a live castration. Oh, oh, okay. I, think, I thought it was I real. <laughs> I'd be very surprised because it's like it's thir- it's 10 seconds of a movie. Mm. Um, I think they were just like, oh, what the fuck? Um, I think it might be a PETA thing that was like making some noise about it. But I see. I see. No, listen, it was good. I didn't dislike it, but I was also just kind of like, OK, yeah. I mean, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch was really good in it. Absolutely. Mm. You think he Pearson deserves Dunst, I think, was really good in it. You know what? Yeah. yeah. I'd say give it to him. Um, why not? When was the last time Benedict Cumberbatch was, like, really good in something, though? Uh, I think it was that movie where he was the like code Turing. breaker. Yeah, he played Alan Turing. The imitation game. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It just wasn't sure. He just wasn't playing Sherlock again because that's what it, <laughs> <laughs> his, his trailers made yeah. it look like. Well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Power of the dog. He he's like kind of like apparently he's like a genius, but like he's just like he's waste. a dog, right? <laughs> You're a dog, Benedict. <laughs> uh, Power of the dog actually comes from like a, a quote from the Bible, apparently. Yeah, it's like um, dog, right. Get back in your cage, Benedict. Get back in your cage, <laughs> Jesus. What's the tomatoes in that movie, Devin. What's the, how many tomatoes does it have? Yeah, what's the rotten yeah, tomatoes? How many tomatoes? Ninety-four percent. Wow, certified fresh, right? Wow, 30, certified 30 the Batman. <laughs> so yeah, uh, three hundred twenty-four reviews. Listen, I mean, I'd give it a fresh, but I was Shiza. kind of like. But you said you forgot about it, so I'm kind yeah, of. Yeah, like, I mean, like it's not like. Well, that's that's the problem with rotten tomatoes, right? You're like, oh, it's not a bad movie. Fresh, and then it gets a fresh. Um, like what I like, I like the fact that he's being nominated for a character that isn't an actual person, because it seems like like every isn't single... that so boring? When it's they so do that? fucking boring. And you know what? Their their fucking logic is like, oh, we have something to compare it against. I don't care about people in real life. Boring. There's want... enough of those. <laughs> There's enough of those, <laughs> dude. I want like a cartoonish fucking villain who, like, when he castrates the bulls, I want him to like scoop out someone's eyes and put the bulls nuts for their eyes, and they're like, "Oh, I have to live like this for the rest of the movie." <laughs> I am thorough but mean. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's like it's like weird because like as I explain it, I think it is kind of interesting. Like the kids, kind of a he's. Peter, he's kind of like a creepy dude in his own right because he's hey, like, Peter, and like yeah, him and Phil have a strange relationship. Phil's right? <laughs> uh, Phil, is, Phil, is, I don't. Who knows? Uh, I actually say in this scenario, yes, I think Phil would be the dog. 
But right, he sold me. I'm, all right. I'm I mean, listen, it it's, right it's probably worth your time. Kevin, can I ask you a question? Was this movie better than Terminator 2? Oof. Absolutely not. Come on. <laughs> all right. There we go. Then <laughs> that's all I needed to know. Uh, today, just today, a few a mere hours ago, I watched The Cursed, which was a uh, horror film that came out, I guess, late last year or maybe early this year, depend, you know, depending on release dates and all that. Hmm. Um, interesting but then quickly peters out what's the curse uh so it's Power of the so curse. here's the uh in rural 19th century france a mysterious possibly supernatural menace threatens a small village john mcbride a pathologist comes to town to investigate the danger and exercise some of his own demons in the process uh basically this town um it's yeah it's like this small village and uh it's like these rich people and gypsies are living on their land and they're like we got to get rid of these gypsies and we all know horror movies and gypsies they are not to be tried i've seen with. thinner i've seen dude any two chip i was actually thinking about this i was like gypsies must have the worst rap when it comes to like horror films i've seen buffy now i will say there is a phenomenal scene like just in terms of like how hard it must have been to like choreograph because basically and I won't, I mean, it's, it's nothing crazy, but it's basically like, it's a far shot. Like, it's like, you're up on the hill and you're seeing this town and these guys ride up on horses and it's an, it's an entire gypsy village. It's an entire, like big gypsy village. I.e. what they spent all the budget on. Yeah. And it's like, there's tents and, you know, uh, you know, everything all around. And it's basically, they put the camera on like a tripod and they just let the whole scene unfold. And then, like, they start shooting the gypsies. They Everybody starts running around. They light fire to the thing. It's like they had one shot to do this. Uh, and it looked great. Like, uh, it was just must have been like, all right, when we say action, you're going to run here and you're going to do this. And, like, then you're going to do a butt hook and then you're going to get shot. And then this guy, after 35 seconds, he's going to run. He's going to light the tent on fire. And then, you know, this person's going to run out, throw a couple bags of water on there and then get shot. Like, it was really, really cool. The way they, sh- I was like, "Wow, that's that must have been really tough to shoot." Devin, can I can I ask you a question? Yes. After the scene, or before and before it, were there nothing but like interior shots, like people inside talking? Um, no, it's, it's okay. All right, because that's yeah. usually when I see a movie like that, they'll they'll blow out the budget on the one big scene, and then the rest of the movie is just people talking. I mean, I mean, basically, the movie in general takes place on two, two like the incredible melting man. (laughs) It's like the woods and in or around the mansion. Devin, can I ask you another question? What's a butt hook? Button hook. Oh, I think you said a butt hook. You get a butt hook and then it rips out your butthole. That's the curse. Um, Yeah. So this was directed by Sean, written and directed by Sean Ellis, who is known for a few things like, you know, nothing <laughs> that's like nothing that's actually striking my memory i was kind of like oh i've seen this i've seen that uh the proposal was this better than antlers yeah i'd say it was better than antlers okay. although it starts with like some pretty hard i mean i don't want to say it starts but it's like some pretty hardcore shit you know like with what they do with, with the gypsies and everything like that and you're like oh this is pretty horrific like they literally chop off the hands and feet of a of a gypsy like 
put bag a bag on his head and then stuff his severed arms with um with hay and then they just make him a real life scarecrow jesus yeah it's, and it's like like they show it and it's not pleasant and then you know i would curse those people if i was a <laughs> oh boy and boy were they um but i don't know man it kind of it kind of falls apart at the end it, it tries to do this weird reveal that's very very like Werewolf. in the beginning of the movie no in the beginning of the movie you're like oh okay i know what this means and the end they're like look this is what it means but then it still doesn't come to anything so i don't know um not werewolves it's not werewolves no there's there's werewolves i mean they're they're like pseudo werewolves okay uh like they're gypsy skinwalkers <laughs> kind of yeah a little yeah. bit all right it's like if you get bit uh, a bunch of branches shoot out of your body and then you basically turn into like a chrysalis of a werewolf and then they have <laughs> okay. to kill you and then cut you out and then kill you again you but know then the in movie Finner, kinda... they made it a lot simpler Devin. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they sure did and then um lastly yesterday i saw cyrano the peter dinklage movie Cyrano de Bergiac. Yeah, Cyrano de Bergiac, which is like the second or third, I guess, iteration of this story. Uh, Cyrano is basically a quick-witted, clever swordsman who's like, who's basically a warrior poet. Uh, But, you know, he's played by Peter Dinklage and he's in love with his best friend uh, in this version, not his cousin, (laughs) like in other versions. Uh, but you know, he doesn't want to confess his love to her. And then, uh, you know, another character shows up and then he starts writing letters for her and it's a fun, quite good musical romance. Anytime you that... see a character talking to a, a girl or a man that they're in love with and somebody is talking to them in the bushes and as a reference, Cyrano de Bergiac. Yes, 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 exactly. That is a classic um and listen it's a it's a i'd say interesting because it's kind of the music's weird because like sometimes they don't even care about rhyming they just want to sing they speak and sing song uh and some of them aren't quite that gifted in singing some are like Haley bennett's a great singer uh kelvin harrison jr plays christians a great singer peter dinklage actually doesn't do half bad ben mendelson horrible singer uh like not even tries uh which is interesting but it's pretty i don't want to say clever um but peter dinklage is great in it absolutely great and um this is a kind of a spoiler and it's not really movie related chris i told you the story earlier mm-hmm. um so the movie ends right and it's a there's sad stuff that happens in this movie right uh I went by myself. There is this girl around my age, woman, I suppose. Uh, she also came by herself. The movie ends. We both get up and we both leave. Um, and just as it were, she's about 25 feet in front of me. And we're walking the same way. And our cars are basically parked right next to each other. There's about two or three empty spaces in front of her. Uh, this, and sh- this woman is like power walking. Like, I almost was like, I wonder if she thinks I'm, like, trying to mug her. Like, that's how quickly she was walking. And she goes in her car and immediately starts breaking down. Like, immediately. 
my guess is from the the movie um but i also felt really awkward because i was like this woman's quite upset i was like maybe i should see if she's all right I decided Wait, to not you know, do that. You don't know who she was. Well, no, I mean, no, I know you, were, you were laying down in the back seat of her car, correct? <laughs> I heard. Yeah, I kept hearing. <laughs> she was sobbing, say, "Please don't hurt me." I don't, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> "I don't know if that's uh, I don't know. That's just me, but I don't. Well, I don't wait, think what, that's a good idea." Cyrano is a is a sad. Play. Yeah. Well, wait. What do you think? Not so good. Uh, to see if some stranger's okay. I, just, well, I mean, I I did let her, let her cry. So I didn't do anything, but then I just left this woman. <laughs> What's it? I didn't do anything. Oh, excuse me. You window. My wiener. Do you want to see what we'll, we'll show you? My wiener help. You know, we're the same age, correct? I uh, Steve and John. I when he told me the story, I remembered this video on YouTube of this guy approaching like a crying lady, and he's like, "Hey, what's wrong?" And she's like, oh, "Nothing." And she's crying. He's like, "Did you want a kiss or something?" <laughs> And she just like walks away. Oh my and he's God. like, oh, I tried. I tried. <laughs> um, that's that's yeah. medium, I thought. So. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it felt pretty late. It felt bad to like just drive away with this woman sobbing in the car. I was like, all right, fucking enjoy your, enjoy that. In Hold her out. car, not your yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. I'd ra- All I did, Steve, was tie her up. Throw the her story in the hatch seems bag. to be changing in the hatchback. Threw in the hatchback and just, you know, drove off till she got over it. And granted, oh, she got over God. everything because she stopped. Oh no, everything. this is just this is just the the Eminem stand song. You know, Devin, I I told you when we seriously when we were talking about this, I, there are some movies. I think there was a movie on the Kalani and Chill list when I was watching the Gus Van Sant movies, uh, Breaking the Waves. I had a I had a good cry after that. That's that's and that's a good yeah. thing. It makes you an kinda, aggressive sob, though. Yeah, well, it makes you cathartic. You know, yeah. like no, you, hopefully she felt better. You know? God damn. Uh, but honestly, uh, this was pretty good. Like the further I get away with it, away with it, because I got away with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the further I get from it, the movie, not yeah. the abduction, um, the more I like it. Because I was powerful and uh, I could do whatever I wanted. Anyway, um, no, a good movie. I do did recommend. It sh- did showing her your wiener help her? Did she stop crying? <sighs> Would this help? <laughs> We're not, you know what? No. Okay. I'm in my head. <laughs> I left her alone. That's what I'm saying. That's my story, and that's the truth. Um. Yeah. No. Seriously. Good. Uh, Weird musical, good movie. I'll say that. I had no idea it was a musical. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a full-blown, but there's like, there are dance numbers and there are musicals, but it's just like not as many as you'd think, right? It was no Encanto, right? Where there's like a a music every like 10 minutes. The most I'm familiar with Senora de Bergiac is the Steve Martin Roxanne movie, and that's not sad at the end at all. It's actually kind of happy. (laughs) that's that's my knowledge on this, really. Yeah, he's a sad story from my bread. Mm. Yes, it's uh, and it's like really avoidable. Um, mm. It's just weird because there's a moment where like it's I mean, it does that thing where like as the viewer, you're like, come on, <laughs> just fucking admit it already. And then like they still don't. Right. And then the movie just kind of goes the way it is, which it's pride, I don't think man. It's bad. It's pride. 
Yeah. Well, I yes, yes, very much so. Um, so that one gets uh, that one gets a, a definite recommendation. And that was uh, that was pretty much it. I, I I chose Kino over over most things the last few days. Oh, don't watch. Mm. Don't go to see Uncharted. Nobody wants to see that. Well, we'll see. Devin, you have, was to good. Do it. you have to do it, Devin. <laughs> why it was I the best to... Uncharted movie ever made. That's <laughs> <laughs> Didn't it, like, I don't want to say crushed, but it's been it's been making money. Well, making yeah, Spider-Man's money. in it, and he does Spider-Man things in it. <sighs> he conned racist, racist Mark Wahlberg. Wait, you guys it. ready? <laughs> you guys ready here? Uh, 41%, 41 percent Uncharted. 90% audience score. Oh, the disgusting. fans love it. The fans love That's it, baby. Disgusting to me. A fun throwback to a you know what, adventure. You know what, Chris? Maybe past. we do need a monolith to drop down and evolve, <laughs> evolve our species. It's too late, you know? John. We need a monolith to drop down and destroy all of our species. Completely <laughs> wipe us out and start fresh. <laughs> it's over. It's over. They liked Uncharted. Kill them all. Kill them all, please. All right. Is there anything else we would like to talk about? Any current films or TV shows before we jump in to Macbeth? I will take that silence as a no. And we will move in to Galani and Chill's Macbeth. He's unzipping his pants as we speak. Taking off my pants. I got my bloody dagger sitting right next to me. I'm ready to go, folks. And we'll start on the first film I watched which was Macbeth, directed by Orson Welles in 1948. Um, this film, absolutely free on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing, 100% free. Yeah, and there's, there's what, Italian uh, subtitles? Yeah, there's Italian subtitles. But, um, yeah, this film, I, I went into watching it. I had a hard time understanding the dialogue. Um, and I, I, I looked it up, and I did some research. And apparently, uh, the film was pre- oh wait, wait before you start before yeah, you sure. start chris sure. uh, i want to hear score so i want to hear mfk f- for the movie and i want to hear the mcdeath score which is the score you give to how Mac- macbeth died <laughs> okay for each one um okay okay, okay. um so this film i i will say i will stipulate that it was probably the lowest budgeted of all of them. Um, I think what, what I read was the film was shot entirely on leftover Western sets and Wells pre-recorded the cast dialogue due to a pri- tight production window. So was this just a passion product project for, for Orson Wells or like, like it's, did he just want to get it done or it's a passion project. And it was sad okay. because he wanted, he wanted Vivian Leigh as, as Lady Macbeth, as Lady Macbeth. Yeah. But she was engaged or I think married to uh, Lawrence Olivier. To Macduff. She was married <laughs> to Macduff and she couldn't, do, she couldn't do it. She was basically <laughs> married to Macduff in Lawrence Olivier, who was a mean, angry guy. And, and Orson Wells thought he would be upset with her. Because he does like the Shakespeare adaptations on film and it was a whole thing. So he never even approached her, which is really sad because I think Vivian Leigh would have been perfect. Um, But yeah, he had a really hard time finding uh, a lady for Lady Macbeth. And it shows because I think Lady Macbeth is the weakest here of all the movies. In this one? Yeah, Yeah, I I think so. And I, I really learned by watching these, Macbeth is not like... He's not the driving force at all. Like, he's kind of a a cowardly thug in this play. Like, he doesn't want to go through with it. 
and yeah, Lady Macbeth, is Lady Macbeth that pushes him, yeah, egging him and like calling him out for not being a man and like really some seedy shit to get her way. Um, I'm not going to say it's entirely on her, but like I feel like Lady Macbeth is like the focal point of this yeah. play. <laughs> I really do. Um, and when you don't have a good one, it shows. Um, they had Roddy McDowell cast as Malcolm, who's the son of King Duncan. Uh, that's cool. Good casting. He plays a really good Malcolm. Malcolm's got to be like a small kind of sniveling guy in a lot of ways. Um, uh, Wells admitted that in order to capture the vivid urgency of the charge of Macduff's army, he called lunch before the scene was actually shot and all the extras running to lunch he filmed. Oh, interesting. Which is a very... Uh, <laughs> Why does manipul- he do that? Because he's manipulative. <laughs> Like all I mean, the good you have ones, to be, right? Like to all be, the good ones to be Orson Welles, yeah, to be Hitchcock or Orson Welles. Stanley Kubrick did it. That shit, like, and I, you know, that could be apocryphal because Orson Welles likes to talk, but like, I don't know. It makes sense to get people running, you know, because they want to take a break. Um, this film for an MFK, I'm gonna give it a fuck. Okay, mm-hmm. I think uh, it has an 86 percent of Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 77. percent it's 107 minutes, which I think is right around like the perfect amount of time for Macbeth. Like anything longer or shorter is kind of weaker or like any, anything around 110 minutes is perfect. Um, but yeah, I feel like this one was a little rushed. It was cheaper. I think it shows like the type production schedule shows. I think it's the dialogue's kind of hard to hear. I think Orson Welles is a great Macbeth. I think his death is the way Macbeth should go out with his head being cut off. Like, I, I don't. I will disagree with you. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. Um, I was kind of disappointed in Orson Welles' Macbeth. Okay. Yeah, I was. And it's, was. and it's mainly because, like, there were a lot of cool things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but every single Macbeth that I watched has the same really good things, right? It has the really right. good set design. Yes. Really good cinematography. Especially, you know, when you go into the the black and white versions of the of the movie, like mm-hmm. they, they you really a lot of stuff get like pops out more. Almost a Herculean me. effort to make this yeah. good. And there was an interesting thing too I I, I kind of noticed it, and it's that he get he had a square crown. Square crown, right. And I've, I was wondering if that's they, the reason he used that is because it, it just looks unnatural on his head because he didn't earn it, you know? Oh, I think you're 100% right. I think every, it, I think his Macbeth signifies anything. It's uncomfortableness. Like he's right. He's con- and it's good. But yeah, the, the, when I found out though, Chris, when I found out this movie came out after Citizen Kane, I, my, my fucking heart dropped. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> because there's like a huge, like, di- and, and like, like you said, it was a passion project. It John, was I, used, I, recycled, recycled stuff in it and um you know but like citizen kane kind of ruined orson welles in a lot of ways i mean (laughs) yeah kind of like ilmatic ruined uh yeah because nobody wanted to produce his movies anymore because they thought he was going to go after people like he did with oh that's why not Mm. not that not because he peaked in his first no no he's a great director he was always a great director it's just yeah like i just feel like getting funding (laughs) i feel like the the dip in quality between Citizen Kane and and this version of, of Macbeth is like 
is is large. And, You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And that's why I was a little disappointed. It was still good though. It is still I mean, good. Yeah, I think it's still like you can. I see mean, the he's path. really good in it. He's like, so good. He's like so he's, good. he's 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 probably top tier Macbeth actors. I would say. I agree. Um, I agree. It's a shame. But, but yeah. I, I liked it. I liked it. I just you know I expected more because it's Orson Welles. Right? I totally you know and you know it. With that knowledge, because I learned that, you know, in film school about him, how he like just had a hard time getting money to make movies after Citizen Kane because they thought he was a liability, you know? Yeah. And that sucks. Mm. <laughs> it's so sad um, because he's like it, he proves it with like Touch of Evil, which is a movie he made after Citizen Kane, which is a great movie. And it's just a shame he never got. He was politically assassinated in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah. Uh, I will say this is a fuck. I think the death is a marry. I do like that. Ooh, okay. I do like Macbeth getting his head cut off. That's me personal. But we're moving on to the Macbeth where he doesn't get his head cut off. And that's Throne of Blood, folks. Wow! Uh, directed by Akira Kurosawa. Written by... The Ohio... The I heard Akira Kurosawa. The Akira Kurosawa. I heard Shakespeare stole this from Kurosawa. <laughs> Kurosawa wrote this. He wrote this in the Edo period because he's lived forever. For <laughs> 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 legend. Oh man. Um, this this version uh, was written by Shinoba Hashimoto, Raizu Kikumu. I'm gonna ruin these names. Kikushima, Akira Kurosawa, and Hideo Oguni. Um, so I I learned out a lot a lot of cool stuff about this. And this there, makes every me love it more. Kurosawa movie has lots of weird lore behind it it's so and cool. it's it's so cool learning about it after watching a really good movie um due to the castle facade that he was going to build because he wasn't going to build a whole castle he was just going to build the facade of a castle uh what's the name of this castle chris uh, oh god help me please i've watched six of these john you gotta uh, spider's web spider's castle. Web. <laughs> right 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 because the original translation of the title was the castle of the spider's web yeah mm-hmm. right right um Fucking goat. <laughs> i'm sorry Dude, I'm dude, fangirling right now. Dude, the castle facade's looking too fake. Uh, with the help of the American Marines that were stationed in Japan, he built actual parts of it. Wow, the Marines helped him? Yes. They That's pretty dope, actually. Built a fucking castle for him to shoot in this. That's, That's so, so cool. cool. And he sent them all samurai swords. Right? <laughs> As a thank you. Because he does that, right? Yes, he does. He has a tendency to send dude. swords, weapons, bows. Uh, did you hear the masks that he gave out to the cast? Or yes. at least, what a uh, legend. So um, Kurosawa preferred the Noah style drama over Kabuki. Yeah. And in Noah, that's where they use the masks the most. To... It's like the masks, the, um, the, uh, the, the, the set design was very much like a uh, like a play or something. Right? Also, also all the music, the flute and the, and the music, drums. Yeah. That is very much a Noah oh, style of drama. This dude, go- this dude goes ham, huh? Every time, huh? That's he goes hard. Yeah, everybody loves him. Um, he goes hard, dude. Mifuni sliced through a, a wood block meant to protect a. Oh, uh, he sliced through him. the world when he was born. <laughs> How about that, Chris? Put some respect on his goddamn name, Chris. He they they Please. they reinforced an actor, and they they were like, "This should be fine." And he he literally cut through a wood block and slashed <laughs> someone, and they had to go to the hospital. Well, remember he almost got fucking murdered with arrows. So. He sure did. Um, 
And that scene actually did he ride his convertible around the set though, like a like a boss. One hundred percent, he did. One hundred percent. Macbeth's death uh, choreographed archers and hollow bamboo arrows Bro, on wires that pierced real the arrows. They shot. They did at the star. So they had this great scene where it was like a forced perspective, where every time um, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. It's not Macbeth. It's a uh, Waki Wakia. Uh, wa- Taki Waki or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I'm say not. Gonna, it. I'm not going to butcher Macbeth. the name. I'm not going to butcher the name. Uh, Macbeth, where he's running in either direction, and as he runs in a direction, arrows just fill the screen in front of mm. him. Um, really cool, and they're real arrows and real archers firing those arrows at him. Really neat filmmaking, man. Um, just cool stuff. No, no special effects. Just cool. Well, they were just pranksters back then, man. <laughs> they were just like, yo, you almost killed this one extra, dude. Here, we're going to kill you. Like, that was Kurosawa, man. Yeah, he was. Dude. That's not true. <laughs> That's just not true. <laughs> Come on. Um, Kur- like jackass. Kurosawa was only supposed to produce this film. Really? Never, could, and then he couldn't. He couldn't handle. He couldn't help. Yeah. He probably saw like the director do something on the first day. The director's like, name. Like, that's, that's not badass enough. To- Toho. Toho came to him and insisted he directed because the budget was so high. They were like, you, "You have to make this." There's, I, we don't trust anybody else to make this story with this budget. You have to do it. Um, yeah, there's just so many cool stories. I, I, I picked out a few that I really liked. Um, but yeah, this has a 95% of Rotten Tomatoes, the 90, uh, that's, that's way too low. I think that's <laughs> Toy Story 2 <laughs> is better. <laughs> like, I, 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 sound, I sound like I'm fucking, I'm trolling, but I'm not, that's, that's stupid. And it that enrages silly, me. Right. It's enrages, enra- it enrages me. Um, 94% audience score, which should be hundred. I mean, 6% of people were racist, it's fine, <laughs> which is, which is about par for the course. If you ask me, uh, 198 million box office. Over the course of its life. Dude, this movie's... I mean, I don't know, man. I think, like... I think it has an, an inherent advantage over the other Macbeths. And okay. I think it's because it's not... Like, it is a beat-for-beat, beat, like, rendition of Macbeth, right? It is. Absolutely. 100%. But it has the advantage of not being a true one-to-one, like, dialogue. Like, you don't get stuck in the, the Shakespearean dialogue. Well, he, so it kinda, he's he able to just be its own... He changes Dang. a lot to fit like Japanese culture. Like right. he, instead of having right. three witches, he has like a, a spirit in the in the woods that is kind of guiding Macbeth and uh, and uh, Banquo and telling them about their their future. Um, he does a lot to change Lady Macbeth, which I think is great. I think his Lady yeah. Macbeth is the scare one of the scariest characters in this. Dude, movie. I mean, it's that it's that <laughs> no uh, uh, style, dude. Right, like the because. Uh, there was another thing from that. I forgot the name. Is it Coke? I don't want to butcher anything. It sounds stupid, yeah, but there's like the um the the witch was a is was modeled after a demon, a female demon or something. Right, right, right. In the beginning I'm, with the one with the spindle, and that's very much um I don't know. No. Yeah, like <laughs> Kurosawa. Like yeah, he made Macbeth, but it was it was like more like. A Kurosawa movie, I feel like, than than it is a Macbeth. Yesiana mm-hmm. is a is a evil spirit that winds thread and makes and and winds the thread of fate or some shit like that that I was reading. But yeah, that's his influences being pulled into an already great story. 
Um, yeah, it's just it's somebody's take, somebody's rendition of this, and that's what this is all about, right? I I feel like do do other people ever do something like this? Like, like you, we could say all we want that Lion King is Hamlet, right? Like, sure. Yeah. But like, do do the are there any other Macbeth renditions that are like this where it's like not one to one? Um, thing. there is one that's sort of, oh, it's that, that mob, that mob movie, right? That no, we're no, no, no. It was a Patrick a Stewart one that I watched where it's about the, uh, Romanian government Interesting. in the 1960s mm. and it's a uh, communist <clears throat> revolution instead of, instead of, uh, Edo or, uh, Scotland. So yeah, it, it's, um, there are other people that take this and kind of, I, I tried to steer away from those. Like I, I wanted to keep. What I wanted to do was watch Macbeth's adaptations in the past and one that was kind of different and mm-hmm. then Macbeth adaptations in the future and one that was kind of different. So it's okay. like I wanted to keep that going. And with this, I picked Throne of Blood because I think it's the best not adaptation of Macbeth. Yeah, it's, like, it's kind of cheating, right? Mm-hmm. Right, but it's because like, like And like especially in your situation where you watch the fucking six Macbeth movies, like this was probably a breath of fresh air because oh, God, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't feel like you're watching, but it feels like you're watching a, a Kurosawa movie. This one, <laughs> this one really, it, it surprised me more, you know, there's so many like. good things about this one too. It's like, like, yeah, you get the, you get the, you know, the cookie cutter Kurosawa where you could pause any frame and it's a photograph. Like it's yeah. a masterful photograph. Right. But also, like, they have some really cool practical effects too. Oh, one hundred percent. I, I think... they talk about they talk about the grove moving in all these Macbeth movies, but you never see it. <laughs> and then in, in Kurosawa's movie, they're like, "Oh, the forest is moving," and, and you're kind of like, "Yeah, sure." Now, now the dude, whatever's going to come in and fight Macbeth, and then he looks outside and you see the fucking forest moving. Exactly. It really is. it really catches you off guard. I think one hundred percent. I and I I think we share that surprise and shock and fear that Mifune has because I'm going to say he's my favorite Macbeth by far. Whoa, really? 100%. 100%. I mean, he's mine, but he's also my favorite person to ever live too. Probably. (laughs) He's the most expressive. He's the most, the the character. I think he's the actor that added the most to the role. Yeah. I mean, he, like we talked, we were saying Kurosawa goes hard. This dude goes hard. This dude goes harder. I think like in his roles. It's kind of weird too. Like you think about all of his different roles, and they're completely different. And it's not like like Leonardo DiCaprio. You can you know is kind of comparable, but yeah, you could tell it's him, and it's still you know kind of him. It's this the, dude just completely transforms himself in, it's every, his in face. every role. It's his fucking face. His face is he's got the face of an actor, man. That's that's what you want. It's so expressive. Like you see everything on it, every yeah. every motion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there, there was that other lore shit about the mask, and he was talking about the scene where, uh, we'll say, Lady Macbeth tells her the plan. There's actually, it's a fucking, it's an emote or a gif. Yeah, I know a gif you're talking about. It's the one where he like takes a deep breath. Yeah, and he said like Kurosawa said that that was the face that like that he imagined when he gave him that mask, that weird psycho mask. He was like, this is. This is why, because you are you are you are this emotion that I'm trying to convey with this character. I think there's a general uh, chemistry between him and Kurosawa that has been built for years, and that's prevalent in the film. So, like, I I just there's no one better than him. 
in the in that. Yeah, world. are they uh like are there like um I don't know. Dude, Denzel was so good though. I well, mean, <laughs> well, before we get to that, I'm kind of surprised that I'm gonna I mean, move. I, I'm it's gonna, a it's a hair for me, but between the two, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna jump forward. I I will say this is not my favorite Macbeth though. I mean, that's fair. I love it. It's my second. My, n- my number two it is a marry. I would say. I mean, I disagree with you. Of I mean, but at, at the same team, at the same okay. time, like I'm picking. I have to pick one, right? I I mean, here's my compromise. That's though. my thing. <laughs> if you like, it might not be the best Macbeth in the list, but it's probably the best movie of the bunch. If you think about it, I I think you're right. I think you're right. I think I think you're right. I think. All right, so I'm going to move on to my favorite, and and that's the Polanski Macbeth made in 1971. There's a reason why I think this one is better, and and it's purely based on things that are in, in real life. Because I think, and we all can see this, this film was 100% a direct response to the Manson family murders. That's wild. Like, I, I think that that history colors this a little differently. And it makes for this film being the darkest and most brutal and violent of all of them. But I think it fits Macbeth more than anything. Dude, we watched this in, I watched this in high school when we were learning about Macbeth. And yeah, they it, did the same with us. It yeah. was weird. Was it weird for you too? Like all the nudity and shit? Like in, I mean, we were just pumping it. <laughs> you just pumping it to the, old, the old naked ladies? I mean, <laughs> our school is real liberated, man. <laughs> we were really into that stuff. Really, I watched this in film school, and um, I, I, when I was a kid, I, I wasn't a big Shakespeare fan. I think this made me a Shakespeare fan, honestly. Okay, because like the the opening scene, like the the opening of this film, is credits on a on a fog on the fog of war, and you just yeah. hear people being brutally murdered. I mean, that's it's pretty dark it's super one. dark and then the fog shifts and it's a battlefield with dead bodies everywhere and there are wounded men and there's a guy going around with a mace just beating the wounded men to death like that i i was i was hooked from the from the word go you know chris um, just likes the fucking the, the dark shit i do he likes the heavy stuff well that's the thing like the incentive behind the the i mean that that was polanski at that time like yeah before the Manson murders, he was making like fearless vampire hunters and like, you know, goofy movies like that. And then afterwards, it was his delve into trying to understand like the dark psyche of people and like like the mentality of like madness. It was a it was a troubled production. You know, they said that there was a there was weather issues, but like they said that Polanski was petulant and withdrawn. And I, I honestly, I, I obviously it makes right. sense, you know. Um, but yeah, he, 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 this was like his movie to get over shit a little bit. And I love that in a, in a, a lot. Like, do you think, is this your favorite Polanski movie? Maybe. No, it can't be. Maybe. It's Rosemary's Baby. Because there's so much coloring this, you know? But like, there's color in Rosemary's Baby. You see the I, red liver that she's eating? <laughs> no, Rosemary's but, Baby is a classic. But, but. I'm not going to say Rosemary's Baby is not a classic, but like there's there's so much history that comes into play with this. Mm. I I just feel like it's it's bigger than a, a movie. Yeah, okay. I agree. 
you know? I, I agree with that. Like, it's a way of somebody kind of dealing with the brutal shit that happened in his life. And that... Like, this is, this is the project immediately, like, you you move on from tragedy to make this. Yeah. If that, that is an interesting step. If you're in such a low spot, I mean, like, as an artist, you got to kind of use it, you know, to make something great. And I, I, I see that here. Um, it's, it's kind of uneven. It's not the, it's definitely not the best film. I think Throne of Blood is. Um, but like the way it's told, I think is the best way Macbeth can be told. That's me. Mm. Um, Polanski personally handled and demonstrated props, rode horses, walked through goat shit when he took the camera from the cameraman to capture scenes. This dude is like Dang. ultimate, He's ultimate. Legit director that's some like that's some like herzog mentality like (laughs) i feel i feel like that's kind of like um you know this might be the spot he was in but like someone who just didn't care didn't give a shit so like he was like fuck it you know if i fall off this horse and get trampled who cares at this point yeah like i'm sad i'm depressed i actually i heard a story on the set of the pianist with uh adrian brody there was a scene where adrian brody had to like jump from rooftop to rooftop and it was like somewhat dangerous and Roman Polanski did it before him, like to show him that anybody can do it. Like, see, you can do it, man. Stop being a bitch. He's, he's very much like I he doesn't like he does not like actors and he doesn't stand for like impertinence or like hesitation. That's kind of cool too, right? I love it. They get you kinda they kind of get coddled if you think about they it. Do, actors. And I think he, which is why Mifune is the best because he got real arrows shot at him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mifune was the fucking, he was Mifune's the best. Like, I don't even know who's in this one. Really. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I mean, this is a director's movie, right? Not necessarily. Movie. It's a director's movie, but that's kind of, doesn't that take away from Macbeth though? Cause you kind of want to see the, the actor's version of the character. Like that's well, pretty important in Shakespeare. I think for me, no, because like, okay. I really respect when a director adds like a little bit of his personal life into whatever he's doing, because it makes it feel like passionate, you know, like there's, there's something he really, really wants to say here. And I, I respect that so much, you know? Um, And especially with someone who's such a great director, I feel like the adaptation was something he always wanted to do, but wasn't in the right head space. And then he unfortunately was thrust into the right head space, made it. It's like a it's like a kismet thing, you know, like it's yeah. like fate coming together. That's what this movie is for me. Um, however, Paramount, Universal and MGM refused to finance this film, seeing a Shakespeare play as a bad fit for the director of Rosemary's Baby. So Hugh Hefner stepped in and produced <clears throat> the film. That's why we got all those titties and butts, right? <laughs> so I read a little bit about that. And apparently Victorian era women slept or not Victorian era medieval era men and women slept naked. And the reason why lady Macbeth is walking around nude is because she just got up from bed. She's sleepwalking. I mean, I'm going to, I don't know about all you. That. You can look that mm. up. I'm not going to give that. I'm not going to give the benefit of doubt there. <laughs> Especially when Hugh Hefner uh, was paying for the movie. Well, they actually, you know, all the witches, like the naked witches, <laughs> he got them all together and they filmed a happy birthday to Hugh Hefner. Of course. I mean, they need, it's his birth. It's the big man's birthday, dude. 
Come on, let the big man let the big man have it. And he did, you know, finances things. So, um, all right. So this film holds a eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes with a seventy three percent audience score. It's a little long too. Runtime one forty. Yeah, that's the lo- is this is the longest one. No, unfortunately, <laughs> <It's a laughs> there are ones that are way too long. Oh no. Um. Yeah. Um. I think there's a hundred and sixty minute one coming up, but yeah, this one. Again, I say it's my favorite. I, I, it's probably not the best movie on this list. Definitely isn't. Throne of Blood is, but it's, it's my favorite. Um, All right, I'll take, I'll take that compromise. I'll, I won't fight you about that. I, you know, I kind of go like it's my gut saying that one more than anything. I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you out though on the, the head cut off <laughs> being your favorite. I, well, like I get it. I get that. That's you know, that's the way you he should die or whatever but i think so at the same time it's like you watch six Macbeths and five of them have his head cut off it's like you're right i mean it's very samey actually you're you're not 100 right with the 2015 one and we'll get to that i i hated that one. wait we'll, we'll, we'll 2015 oh, i didn't watch <laughs> i didn't watch that one i don't think i didn't hate it i, did, I don't hate any of these movies um oh, you're talking about the fastbender one talking about the fastbender we'll get we'll get to that i'm almost okay. there um, I'm going to move on to the Patrick Stewart uh, TV movie, Macbeth. Um, this one's a little different because it actually uses historical events throughout our history uh, in the in 1960s with Romania. So it's modern history. Um, they color the scenario, the background of Macbeth with that. Um, I really don't like this one. <laughs> this is the one I don't like more than the 2015 one. I don't like it because I don't like the witches. I don't like. I think Patrick Stewart underacts in this. I think Ooh, Lady underacts. Ma- I think Lady Macbeth overacts. Um, I I don't. I just. You know, there's something about Macbeth, and its performances. They have to be a little subtle, right? And you have to kind of build up to the madness that sort of happens towards the end of the play. And this one was like. From the get-go, just fucking insane and wild. Um, they the director took a lot of chances with the modern setting, and I don't think they paid off very well. But this film won a Peabody. So what do I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh Patrick Stewart got nominated for a SAG award for it. I don't know. I didn't see it, man. I think it's it's okay. I think it's a fuck at the very least. Uh, I don't think he gets his head cut off, actually, either. They can't show that in the Peabody award-winning. Uh... <laughs> I think he just gets shot, which is really lame, too. Um, this is 160 minutes, too. It's too long for Macbeth. Like, Macbeth is an hour and a half at its best, or an hour and, <clears throat> like, 40 minutes. It's not a drawn-out play, and it's pretty simple in its structure, this one overcomplicated things. So I think it's still a fuck, but I, I don't really like it very much. It's, it's the weakest link. And then we'll move on to uh, Macbeth, directed by Justin Kurzel. The year was 2015. This is the Michael Fassbender one. So in this film, we actually see the funeral of Macbeth's child in the beginning. Hmm. They added that scene. Um which has always been a plot, a, a, a legend, and was never actually a scene in the play. 
I think it gives that away too much. Like, I think the dialogue already kind of mentions that. I don't know if you need a scene. You think it's just too much? I think it's too much. I think it's too much. I think, I think what I, somebody said it while we were talking about it. Like, you can't start it out low like that. Like, yeah, you can't start out already like sad as shit. Like, the whole beginning of Mac, the play of Macbeth, Macbeth is a, is a victor, he's a champion of the king. He, he destroyed the traitors and he's been given uh, a Gloms and a uh, Caldor as his, as his Thane ship. And it's, it's all success. It's all great things for Macbeth. And then he's like, I'm going to kill the king. I'm going to take it to power regardless of how good I'm doing. Um, so yeah, this, it, it starts off a little too dark. It should start off kind of successful because it shows that Macbeth, even with all the success that he received, still wants more, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the yeah. dir- the director wanted uh, uh, Marion Cotillard to keep her French accent to express... I mean, it's hotter. Lady right? Macbeth's otherness. <laughs> and I want to talk about that because I think the greatest Lady Macbeths are the ones that seem the most monstrous and other. Right, yeah. You know? Like, like Throne of Blood. Like Throne of Blood. Fucking creepy-ass, scary... Psycho Lady Macbeth is the, is it's the best. <laughs> like I'm kind of creeped out just thinking about it right now. Right, like she's supposed to be a fucking cold blooded vile monster, you know. Even from the beginning, you know, she's got some problems in the beginning of this play, yeah. and mm. it should be on full notice. I I think her performance is good in this though, and and Michael Fassbender is good too. I just think it's it's a little overmade this film. Um, it sits at eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes with the audience score of sixty four percent. Who directed this one? Justin Kurzel, who I'm not really familiar with. Um, yeah, he's um. Hold on, I just I just pulled up his his stuff. He did Snowtown. Oh, the Assassin's Creed movie. Oh God, Michael Fassbender. Wow, so this is <laughs> mm-hmm. man. So you know, and as we all know, one too. Assassin's Creed is a better version of Macbeth. Oh, you're uh, so right. Uh, <laughs> Fastbender allegedly read the script two hundred times before the first read through. Also, oh, he's ne- he never went to high school. <laughs> also, his favorite adaptation is Throne of Blood. Duh, he brought that up. Be. <laughs> he looked up best adaptation on Google. <laughs> He's like, you know what? This is my favorite one. <laughs> and since it's Japanese, I'll get extra points. That's basically what he does. Yeah. Um, included a fourth witch, which I hate. That's stupid. I don't like it. This looks why? like the most like, what, expensive if, one. If it that's is. Yeah, they spent all the money mm-hmm. on the fourth witch. 20 million. If that's, if that's what you're going to change and make your, your own mark about, like that's stupid, I think. Yeah, like I actually, I really dug... Um, well, we'll talk about that because I'm getting into it next. But um, the Coens, yeah, I love that's the best witch, dude. It's the fucking best witch. Um, all right, anyway, year 2015. Go back to the bad Macbeth. Uh, it was a box office flop. It made 16.3 million with a budget of 20 million. Um, oh man, lost money. Yeah, it's not. It's it's the end too. Like he doesn't get his head cut off, which is always like I'm always like. Mm. <laughs> oh, wait, how did this one die? He gets stabbed in the stomach by Macduff at the That's very end. Stupid. Macduff is like Boring. He's, a, he's got Macduff like a, a knife to to Macduff's throat, and you know he's like, uh, "No man can kill me. No man born of a woman can kill me," and all that shit. 
And then he gives a line, but like he just lets him go, which I kind of like because it's like Macbeth realizing that this is the only man can kill me. And I'm glad. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go. Glad it's, it's over. I'm, I'm glad it's over. riddled with guilt. <laughs> right. I've, I've gone crazy. Right. So like uh, it's a relief for him at the end, which I liked. Um, yeah, but I, I overall the movie is is a is a too, too over the top a- adaptation. So now we're getting into the most recent Macbeth adaptation, The Tragedy of Macbeth, directed by Joel Cohen, written by it Joel a, Cohen. Oh, man, it was a tragedy. This one was a tra- tragedy shit. The Tragedy of Macbeth. They should have just called it the Shakespearean tragedy that is Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make that title longer. Um, this movie, I love the, uh, the design, though, of the uh, the title. I fucking I like love it. the way it looks. I it's love like all the aesthetics. aesthetics of this. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I mean, this this might, may as well just be fucking Helvetica, the movie. Just right? it's just all aesthetics. Like it. So apparently, I was reading about this. The entire film was shot on sound stages. There was no outside sets. I mean, you, you can kind of tell, you right? Can, like right? a lot of it is like you don't really know. It just looks like it. The whole thing was made up. The whole the whole set it looks like an alien planet sometimes. Yeah, which, which I I really just kind of cool. I really dug, and I love Macbeth's castle, and this is so cool looking. Can I talk about how Denzel Washington in Monochrome is absolute literal perfection? God, he looks and that, great, man. and that, like when he's on the screen, I couldn't stop looking at him, and when he wasn't on the screen, I couldn't stop thinking about how he looked when you, he was on the screen. Like, you know, what, you know what it was? It was the the salt and pepper beard that really shone dude, through. Well, that and like the costume design, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like everything, like like a lot of attention to detail was put into his character's design, which I think again, this goes to the aesthetic thing. A lot of a lot of effort went into the aesthetics of this movie, which I really appreciate. Me too, man. I feel like um this is the probably the most I wouldn't say the devoted, but like somebody who really wanted to make this for a while. This and yeah, and this I mean, get the chance to <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to say it, but if I was feeling saucy, I would say this is the best looking of all the Macbeths that I watched. You might be right, man. I, I, I feel, and listen. I, like, there's a lot of things about this. It was in 4 by 3 which is weird, is weird, but it works, right? It wasn't, it wasn't just fucking for the Instagram, like, Justice, like Zack Snyder's Justice League was. I thought it was very, res- like constraining yeah and, and that's i think that's the point right, right like because right, right. you need to see like i guess i was reading some kind of uh interview with the with the cinematographer del del bono or whatever yeah del bono he's from the school of uh fucking what's yeah, his name deacons <laughs> the fucking goat roger deacons is the goat and he's mm-hmm. he comes from from that that thread yeah. but he was talking about how like they wanted to do four by three because Macbeth is very character centric and so, cutting out like the edges of a of a of a seven or of a what you call regular screen and making it four by three makes you focus makes you focus more so on quick, Denzel. So when when Zaddy does it, it's trash. But when because Cohen does it, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Evan, I'm just trying to make Evan, sure I'm understanding the rules when here. You do, when you do things for no I'm just reason, trying to make sure. <laughs> He like, liked no it. reason. That was the reason. He's like, <laughs> I thought it looked really cool. That was like, literally the was. reason. Yeah, it was. There was no like. There was no. no um, he wants I Superman mean, to feel. It. He wants Superman to feel really restrained in that. <laughs> <laughs> he wants. There's no reason for him it. at all. 
And like he doesn't want you to see how badly Darkseid gets fucking bodied by a rando <laughs> on the fucking in the screen. Oh my god! Uh, I'm just, hey, I'm just I just want to clarify what the rules are. So when yeah, I mean, does it, it's the rule is is <laughs> Snyder didn't really have a fucking. I mean, Darkseid was technically reason. the Macbeth of yeah, the yeah, DCU. He was the Macbeth, dude. <laughs> You think oh, there was a lady dark side Zeus, that was like Zeus was the king. Courage to the sticking place, Thanos. John, you're like one degree away from like loving that movie. Oh, you know what? You know, no, no, it's not. No. If we just tweak the universe just like a half an inch, you're you're like <laughs> you're in all about it, John. <laughs> no. Well, like, I mean, dude. if you think about Thanos, the Thanos in the comics is doing it all for death. The uh, the the female embodiment of death. Yeah. Yeah, and you could argue, you could really, you could make an argue that Lady Macbeth, Lady Macbeth, you want to, you, I, I, you could easily make that argument, easily. That's a good one, Steve. Zack Snyder's a genius. All right, can we go back to actual good movies? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, Filming was halted back in March 2020 due to COVID. Production resumed that July. Scott Rudin, the producer, stepped down as producer due to allegations of abuse. Ugh. Uh, regarding Joel directing alone without Ethan Cohen, Ethan yeah, didn't want to make movies anymore. He seems to be happy with what he's doing. They both have tons of unproduced scripts sitting on shelves, but I don't know what Joel will do without him. That's really sad, isn't it? That's very yeah, sad. Yeah, it's pretty sad. <laughs> I don't know. This movie's great, though. Um, it, it's a great solo effort by Joel Cohen. Um, I want to see more of his movies now. I this is my third favorite Macbeth. Man, really? Yeah, it's probably my. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I just watched it, so it's it's really good, though. I know, dude. Denzel is a fucking force of nature in this in this movie. So good in this. He's so, ridiculous. Frances McDormand is great too. She's fucking phenomenal as Lady Macbeth. Like they're both like the dude, acting he in this is great. Yeah, he like he went through everything in it. He played the crazy man. He played the fucking mm-hmm. the the the, the guilt ridden fucking um killer. The the thug. Like he can really, I don't know, man. Uh, the, he's the thug he's sending cutthroats after his own best friend. He's like, fucking perfect, dude. Fucking great. Yeah, I I agree, and he deserves an Academy. This is the be- this was the best head cut off death I think of all of them. One hundred percent. Because he. I, I guess I don't know. I, did, I don't know if they did this in the Wells one, but he drops the crown and they kind of focus on the crown and he goes for it because he can't help himself. You he can't. needs to wear you that can't. crown. Oh, so good. It's so good, dude. Denzel's fucking. Oh, man. He's a perfect. He's a perfect human specimen. And, Batman. you know, I'm going to give credit to uh, McDuff, who played him, too. Um, it was the kid from um, uh, Straight Outta Compton who played um, Dr. Dre. Oh, that's what he's from. Yeah. What the hell is his name? Fuck. I was wondering who that guy was. Because McDuff is probably the Corey Hawkins coolest character in Macbeth. Uh, Did you did you enjoy Dudley Dursley being crowned king (laughs) of Scotland at the end? It's a perfect Malcolm. Uh, Spoiler, Devin. I don't know if you watched it, but Dudley yeah, Dursley. I feel, I feel like all these movies have been spoiled. For <laughs> Dudley Dursley <laughs> times in a row. Crowned. Yeah, but none of these other guys <laughs> had Dudley Dursley from Harry Potter get crowned king. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, Malcolm. He brought the the, the forest to Macbeth. Yeah, um, dude. Talk about the witches, dude. 
Dude. Uh, okay. My favorite witches <laughs> by far of all of the Macbeth series is the tragedy Macbeth witches, which is just one, maybe three. You don't know. Do that shot with the puddle. And oh, I love it. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so fucking good. It's incredible, dude. It literally, you see the witch in the, in the, des- the desolate, destroyed wasteland of the battlefield and she, her reflection in a pool of muck shows three witches instead of oh, one. Oh, so real quick. So when Moon Knight does this <laughs> with all the Mark Spectre. Wow. Okay, I'm just making sure I know the rules. That's all. Uh, <laughs> I got one for everyone. Yeah. This uh, is my third favorite. So if I were to, I'm going to rank all of these films. My favorite is Polanski's Macbeth. My second favorite is Throne of Blood. My third favorite is Tragedy of Macbeth. My fourth favorite would be Orson Welles's Macbeth. Fifth being Michael Fassbender's, and sixth is Pat Stu. Uh, now rank the performances of Macbeth. Mafune. Okay. Wells. Wow. Over Denzel. Denzel. You know, I get. It. I, you know, Devin's issue with with this. This is why I didn't watch it. Is the historical inaccuracy. Like, there's no <laughs> way a black man would have been crowned king of Scotland. Yeah, he, he didn't. You read all of his tweets. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my Fisher Price podcast came in. <laughs> um, yeah, I then I think uh, whoever was in Polanski's and Pat Stew. I don't even care if he's in Polanski's. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. I love that Denzel is like doing Macbeth at his age. Like he's not. I know. And it fits, you know. Like, I, yeah, I'll do the equalizer scary? too. Is fuck it. But I, wanna, I really want to fucking, I really want to stretch my, my acting muscles out. So I'm going to, I'm just going to do Macbeth. Seeing, you. seeing Denzel run or walk towards uh, King Malcolm's room, I think is the most imposing oh, dude. in that film. Like the most imposing moment for Macbeth. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of want to talk about something too here. I don't know if this is by design, but I never really, I never really thought of Macbeth as, like a badass, and I don't know if this is just Denzel being Denzel, but if we, if all of the Macbeths had a battle royale, <laughs> Denzel would kill all five of I his enemies at the same time. Yo, that's like, scene... it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a ranking, it would just be him. Right before Macduff takes the castle and the and Marauders come in and he just fucking dispatches them all like with their dude. own weapons. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's so cool. Then he takes the blood from his cheek and fucking blinds uh what's his name with it? <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I was like, okay. That's false confidence, you know? That's the uh the false confidence of Macbeth thinking that no one can kill him. And yeah. That's, that's so perfectly portrayed there. Yeah, he's like King Kong ain't got shit on me. That's what he said. It's very similar characters. If you think about it, you know him in Training Day and Macbeth. It's all about ambition. All about ambition. Yeah, rising up. I, you know, as hard as this was, I'm glad I went through with it because I like Shakespeare and I like Macbeth, and I don't. I'm not tired of Macbeth by doing all this. Uh, I still would see another Macbeth movie if they came out with another adaptation directed I, I, by McGee. It depends on who directed it and who's acting it for me. Like I'm not just gonna watch any any Macbeth directed you know? by Michael Bay. Yeah, Ooh. see, I wouldn't watch that one. What about Ambulance? Zack Snyder's the Macbeth? one starring Jack Slater. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Jack Slater from yeah. uh, Last Action Hero. Oh, to be <laughs> that was Hamlet. Uh, well, you that know. was Hamlet. To be or not to be, <laughs> not to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Hamlet was so successful, so he may as well make. Bad. Well, I'll tell you this, what. Next month, right, I'm not watching all the Hamlet movies. <laughs> no, Hamlet doesn't translate as well. I don't think to movie. I don't know. I think it does kind of work better as a play because I've seen the David Tennant one. And well, there's so movies. and there's so much there's so much in it. Like the and everything is important in Hamlet. Yeah, you can't really cut things out. It's like kind of like I don't know. You got like why some things work better as like a TV series rather than of just a one shot movie. Like you'd be leaving too much stuff out of. Yeah, there's so much in it that they actually made a movie about Rosen Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. You know, like there's right. so many different yeah, there's characters. A play. There's a play about them dying. Like that's this is an unfinished play, and it was only meant to be so long. Like it's very it's short in a lot of Shakespeare's plays. So, um, yeah, I mean, and it, that's good because it's fucking dark and sad. Like you don't want to draw that out too much. Yeah, it's torturous this play in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I I'm still a Macbeth fan. This doesn't turn me off or anything. Um, I'm more of a Macduff guy. I love Macduff. I mean, I love Macduff too. Who doesn't love Macduff? Macduff. <laughs> His whole family gets murdered, and he's like, "Fuck, fuck this guy." He's the hero. He's the hero of the play. You know? Yeah. Does he go six and zero oh in this? Six and zero. Oh. Yeah. Does doesn't he kill Hamlet and everyone? Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, kill Macbeth and everyone. He gets- he gets a killionaire. Macduff is yeah. He, he yeah, dude. Macbeth stinks, dude. He loses. He's zero and six against dude. Macduff. Mac- so Macduff is the Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the Rock is Macduff, and the <laughs> King is Vince McMahon. Wait, wait, wait. You said Macduff is Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Macduff yeah. is Dwayne. Macduff is Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Macbeth. Macbeth. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the Rock. Yep. And Vince McMahon's the King. And and the moment Macbeth gets killed is the moment the Rock leaves the WWE to go make movies and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, and he gets he gets killed by so. Uh, Stephanie McMahon's Lady Macbeth. Actually, no, it would be Triple H would be Macbeth. Ooh. Oh fuck, that's uh, it'd a be whole, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Steve. <laughs> right, the Blue Blood. I've turned this into wrestling. I'm sorry. Stone Cold Steve Austin was ripped from his mother's womb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> everybody I, knows. I am born. I am born <laughs> no woman. What? <laughs> What? <laughs> McDuff 316! <laughs> the Stone Cold stuns his head off. God damn. <laughs> that's, why he, that's why he gets beheaded in this one. Hey, they need ideas at WWE. And they I'm going to stop a good. mud hole in your oh ass and walk God. the drop, McBath. I'm waiting for uh, McRock. Venus do a Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, folks. Uh, well, I think that about wraps it up for Gak Beth. Lonnie and Chills, Macbeth. The next, back, to the, back to the sludge next the, month. The next month, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've good. been thinking about it, and we're going to do Cronenberg. 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 Should we just keep chanting until we're all morphed into one amorphous blob? <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> so there are 22 Cronenberg films. You got to pick one. I <laughs> just won. Wow. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Yeah. I'm gonna try. I'm not I'm not don't expect all of them, but I'm gonna oh, try. Gonna, I'm expecting I'm gonna... fly and videodrome in there at least. Oh, of course. And right. probably Eastern Promises and fly. Okay. Violence. Fly. 
Um, probably Naked Lunch. Existence with the Z. Wow. Probably Existence. Man, I don't. You know what? Cronenberg's like a weird. I mean, I've seen probably some. Crash. Oh, the good one. I really like the good Crash. So, like, there are movies I've seen. Obviously, I've seen a lot of these, but Man, I'm, I'm I don't think I Cronenberg's. So I'm not a big scanners guy, but I'm going to give it another shot. I'll be honest. uh, Like the early 90s, like mid to early 90s, if if it wasn't like an action movie, it's like a huge blind spot for me. So like (laughs) there's a ton of movies that like I just like there's a ton of Cronenberg really that I've never seen the fly in one sitting. Never seen video drone. No. Get ready to see a penis in a in a cabinet. That's the whole like, point, man. That's, that's, why, <laughs> that's the whole plot. That's why I watch it every wait, year. Wait, hold on. Oh, okay, never mind. This was Lissa's actor. He was in Jason X, apparently, <laughs> as Dr. Wimmer. I thought he directed it, and I was about to rip my own <laughs> face off. <laughs> Fucking what? Oh, what not, are you talking about? That would, make, that would be insane. Um, to reveal another face. Booyah. Yeah. yeah, but like never saw Crash. Never saw Existence. They're all great Jesus. movies. And I'm I'm, I'm excited to is, watch them. Dead Ringers sounds like I've seen it before. I've seen Dead Ringers. What is it? Twin gynecologists take. Oh my god! Yeah, it's insane. All of his movies are insane. All I right, can't wait. Yeah. This is gonna be great. You know what? Yeah, why not? He's a creepy looking dude. He's a creepy looking dude. Well, no, um, no offense to the very talented David Cronenberg, but come on. I think that's about it, folks. I think that's another episode of Guani and Chill the Can, as they say. Um. Well, you keep watching with us. I don't know if you watch six Macbeth. You're gonna movies learn. Like you're I gonna did. learn a thing or two. You're gonna learn. You're gonna learn about Cronenberg. You're gonna learn how he's a monster. Yeah, from fuck, around from <laughs> fuck around and find out. You're gonna fuck around and find out. He's the monster from outer space. Everybody uh, knows that. And uh, I'm sure I'm gonna make some people happy that listen. That probably listen. No, Who I'm knows? happy. This is gonna give me. Like, I'll be honest. Like, you know, I'm not against. Macbeth. I'm against six versions of Macbeth. I mean, so good for mm. you, Chris. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty down for this. Soft. Watch. Oh, I, awesome. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I'd like to. Very excited. I might ask you to give me a quick like. I'm gonna uh, really try to watch all of them. I'm geez. gonna really force. Myself are you gonna to watch play. that? Uh, hold on. Are you gonna I think watch if I watch the... three movies a week, I'll. I, I got it. Are you gonna watch Friday the Thirteenth episode? Faith Healer. I'm sorry. Seven movies a week. Ooh. Seven a yeah, three movies a week. That's three a day, Chris. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're right. Oh my god. Oh well, I can do it. <laughs> I'm positive. Well, right. folks, like Macbeth, uh, screw your courage to the sticking place and join me for a Cronenberg month next month. Uh, that's Galani and chill out.